just you get to choose. Like here's here's the scenario: the the environment gives us something which can be perceived as negative, can be perceived as not working, can be perceived as problematic. The world's ending. So we get to choose to see it like that, or we get to see choose to see it as an opportunity. So clearly, that it's my responsibility now to do that for other people. If I have information, and you know, other people's success is my success, and vice versa. Because you know what, like the challenges or the roadblocks are the journey themselves. There's no big things. It's all little things compounding on top of each other. Right. Welcome back to another episode of True Seekers with Coach Nick Davies and myself, Coach Josh Greco. Very excited. Looking forward to today's conversation with today's guest, Brent Perkins. Brent, welcome. Yeah, thank you. If you could maybe just share a little bit of background about yourself, who you are, and uh, what should we know about you before our conversation today? Well, uh, I'm Brent, and uh, I'm a dad, and I'm Brent. Uh, I'll go. I'll go a little bit further. I I, I say it in jest because. Part of this journey has been to unwind labels and history and names and accomplishments. They don't they don't define me anymore. Although I have spent 12 years in the CEO seat, I have built businesses. Um, I do have a family with two daughters, 19 and 15. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just Brent. Yeah. What is it about those labels? Um, we can we can get caught up in those. I, I'd like to maybe understand or learn what you've learned over the years, because at a certain point, you know, I'm, I, I have a small taste of the CEO chair in a nonprofit that I run. And I think the perception going in is always different than when you're there. And then when you're, when you're on the, on the other end of 12 years, I'd like to know what that perspective looks like. Yeah, it's, man, it's, it's this like golden bucket at the end of the rainbow that you're just chasing. And it, it looks great and it smells great and it's oh it's it's energizing. And you get there and you're like, this is hard work. And there's gotta be more to it than this. And you it's just it's a never ending um, chase and rat race. And I, I found myself surrounding myself with other CEOs because nobody, you know, at least we tell ourselves nobody else gets what we do. And there's nobody else in the organization we can talk to, right? So you have to find other it's like, you know, finding other alcoholics. You got to find other ones that you can you can rub shoulders with so they make you feel good about yourselves. Mm. Um, but everybody is continuing to chase. I mean, honestly, I don't think I've met another CEO that's like, this feels great. I'm just super comfortable here. I've done it. There's nothing more. I don't need to continue to pursue or get better. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Coach Nick, get in here because we we talk about this all the time, especially on this podcast. Of so there, there's no end, right? It just this is a perpetual game, um, which sounds almost defeating in a way, but that's not the way that I mean it. Uh, I think if we can frame it in a way that we're constantly seeking improvement along the way, like that is the game, that is the win, and we're, you know, even though there isn't an end, it's like a rewarding feeling versus like a oh, that's the worst thing in the world. Nick, help me with that. I don't think I articulated that very well, but I'd like to hear your perspective on that. What first jumps out to me is that cliches are cliches for a reason. It's falling in love with the journey, not the outcomes. But yeah, it's like there's there's always something else, but it's, it's understanding that what am I doing on a day-to-day -day basis that feels good rather than chasing something that is the next thing to chase. You know? 
That's what. Yeah, I think I think it comes down to no matter what the topic is in life, and you know, I know we're talking about reaching kind of that upper echelon of of, of business, the CEO spot, right? But it's it's looking for fulfillment outside of you know just ourselves. You yeah. Know? And there's nothing wrong with being in the CEO seat, but if, if you're looking at it to make your life happy, that's never going to happen. Yeah, it's like a success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. It's like, okay, now what? Now what? Now what? You know, like the uh, old stories of like the CEOs that sell the companies for you know, billions and billions and yet, and or whatever it is, like plenty of money. And then, then the, the comment is that, well, we got back into business. Well, what happened is, oh, well, all the difference was is that happy hour started to get earlier and earlier. And because there was no definition around what is it they really wanted that fulfilled them, you know, and so they were just back to what they knew. Yeah. As you say, Brent, like just chasing. It, that's been my biggest lesson in life overall, which is that life is begging us to stop chasing, to stop, um, uh, you know, constantly seeking but to start being, and that's the precursor. And that's, that's really the, the formula to, I think something, you know, we might want to talk about, which is surrender. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely want to get into that. It's something that I've, um, I've been thinking about working on myself. Maybe let's just start with a frame up front of defining it. So we're all, you know, on common ground here. What, what does that mean to you, Brent? What is surrender to you? Hmm. Surrender to me, there's two components. So, um, Real, I, that's, I guess that's not totally true. Surrender itself is being present. Um, but the, for me, the second piece to surrendering is, is letting go of control. So it's being present and also letting go of control, which means no assumptions, no expectations, just, just be. Mm. And why, why, why is that so hard to do sometimes? <laughs> because we're human and we don't like not being able to have some way to predict what's going to happen next or to prevent us from getting hurt or to know that our efforts are worth it and we're, we're going in the right direction. And, and uh, you know, we've got a story to tell. I mean, we've, we've built this construct of who we are as, as a person, right? Mm. Um, you know, for me, I was, I was a dad and a husband and a, and a CEO and a business owner and uh, I went backpacking and I rode my bike and I did all these things and they all defined who I was and, and, and told a story. And as we surrender, we start to stop controlling how that's the narrative of that story. That's, mm. that's scary if you've never done it before. Yeah. Is that, is that what it is about that? Is the, the not knowing and trusting the faith walk and that, everything's going to be okay. Even as we, like, I, I feel like if you're not surrounding, you're attempting to manipulate or you know, control is the word, right? But you're, you're, you you're trying to steer something that can't be steered. Yeah. I, I don't know how you control something because really we only have control of ourselves sort of. And if we try to control anything external, we have to manipulate. Like it's, it's, it's like the major lever we have, around how to control things externally. And it's all false, but uh, manipulation is pretty, pretty ugly. Mm. How would you say that you're doing with surrender at this point in time? Hmm. 
I would say that it's a daily journey. It's a daily, daily practice on the journey. And I'm doing the best I've ever done. I, I think that's all I can ask for. I mean, at this point, I wouldn't have predicted when I stepped out of my last CEO role, which is around December, that I still wouldn't be back in the C-suite and that I wouldn't be in corporate America. In fact, I wouldn't have predicted that I would have wrote a book and now I'm uh, putting together kind of a, a coaching and speaking career. None of that. I, I would have. I didn't want it. I wouldn't have predicted it. I wouldn't have taken time off, lost a bunch of, you know, income or or put income on hold to to have all this come into fruition. None of it would have happened if I hadn't surrendered. Mm. So, is there a lesson? One thing I heard in there is that I didn't want it. So, have you? Is it more about accepting it, or what is the lesson? Like, why why is it a better? I don't want to frame it as a judgment, but why why is the practice of surrender, maybe a more ideal way to live? So, I, I mean, I spoke to kind of business pieces, but the, the, the other personal pieces to surrender have to do with the relationship I've been able to build with my, with my daughters and my family um, and my significant other is just incredible. And again, I, I would have had no idea that it was possible to show up, to listen, to take time, to slow down. And I didn't understand what any of that meant. Um, so until I, I, I really leaned into this practice of surrendering, stuff has shown up in every aspect of my life to, you know, from, from people I, I would have never met to opportunities, again, like writing this book or like being able to go on a trip with my daughter or spend time in a way I would have just never done and listening and then warding off a potential like depression issue for her because I... I was able to, to actually like see and hear her in a way I never would have heard before. All these things show up in ways that we can't, I couldn't have controlled it, couldn't have predicted it. And yet it's, it's beautiful. You kind of answered the question I was writing down and I saw Coach Nick writing some notes. I'm curious what he wrote down, but I wrote down, you know, is the lesson here that it, maybe life gets better than you could have planned? Is that, is that what it is? Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was having this conversation with a friend the other day and um, it was, it was really around, um, it was tied to religion, but where, where I found myself in my own life is that he wanted, he wanted me to answer this question to him that made sense that he could say, okay, well, well this fits into this religion or this justifies this or how you feel. And it's like, who, who are we, no matter what you believe, unless you're a, a straight atheist, there, there's something bigger than us out there, right? And for us to say, yeah, but I need to understand exactly what it is, or I, can't, I just can't believe it, or I can't feel it, or, you know, I need it. Who, who are we to say that? Like, we're nothing in the scheme of things, right? One of 7 billion people on this planet, you know, in, in millennia of time, you know, arguably millions of years that have been around, why do we need to know that? Why do we have to control and grip so tightly that we can't let it unfold in the most magical, beautiful way that it's always worked for everybody? Brent, what is the what does the the starting practice look look for this? What would you recommend? Because as you said, it's a journey, never stops. Sure. You try again every day, keep going deeper. Where do we start with this? Like, is what's something that I could put into practice? Yeah. So it's an awareness, right? Um, when that's 
that's really what the, the point of, of the book I wrote. It's not prescriptive. It's, it's, it's to create this awareness that this is possible. And once you get there, there's so many methods. Some people are, are so stuck behind this wall of the ego. They need something. They need medicine. A medicine might be pharmaceuticals. It might be plant medicine. It might be a darkness journey. It might be breath work. Um, could be a lot of different things. For me, it started with meditation. I didn't ha I have an ego. We all do. But mine wasn't so strong that um, I wasn't able to see that all this was possible. And, and a daily meditation practice is where I got after about a year to a point where it really just connected me in a way with myself and, and with the universe on a whole that it shifted how I started to show up. And once you can try it, and for me, it was a safe place to try it, like with my kids. <laughs> Man, it's you get a little taste of it and you start trying it in other places. And what I found was that I never fully trusted myself, which meant I never truly loved myself, which is why it was so hard not for me to do it in business and why I was chasing what I was chasing in business. And it just slowly unwound itself to a point where I trust myself, I love myself. Uh, and I can surrender to almost anything um, because I'm not seeking it to define me anymore, right? I don't need the money, don't need the trip, don't need the perfect body, I don't need um, anything. It doesn't define who I am anymore. So cool. How how might you unwind this to to kind of use your phrase in there to think about? whatever that kind of catalyst was for you to put you in this space, Brent. Mm -hmm. And I, I find this such a powerful place for me to even just to articulate of yeah. how I, might we, so are, are you kind of asking what my wake up call was? What? I mean, that's interesting. That's one question, but sure. actually no, but I do want to hear, I'd love to hear that, but more in the terms of what, where do you take that essence of what you got from the wake up call? to give to someone that hasn't had it? Or how do you help have someone have one? Mm. So think if we could, that's the part for me that really jumps out. It's like, I'd love to hear your distinctions on that. Yeah, I guess I can correlate it to pain. Um, I do a lot of work with, um, even though even though what I'm, what I'm writing about in these concepts, they're, they're, they're gender neutral, right? This book is for men and women. A lot of my work is with men specifically because it's an underserved market for this area. Men struggle to get vulnerable. And when we look at pain um, and we look at what we do in our lives to control pain. And I've done a lot of work specifically with fathers. There is not a dad that I have ever met that doesn't at times really struggle with his, his partner, whether it's, you know, his spouse or a significant other and his kids. And the further you tighten those screws of control, inevitably, it almost always blows up in your face. Yeah. And everybody has that story that is a father, every single one of us. And it's rare that control ever is like, oh, cool. It turned out like Disneyland and sunshine and rainbows. No, it was like it got harder every single time. I wanted to control my kids' use on the phone. I wanted to make sure... They didn't hang out with this person because they were a bad influence as a friend. I want to make sure they didn't listen to this on the radio. Like every time we try to control and we tighten in, it causes pain. It causes distance. We start to trust ourselves less. There's arguing. There's all these negative things. 
it never comes through. So that just connecting the dots there, it, it, it really resonates with, with, with that subset of the population. Um, so we just don't know anything else because we're so afraid that if we don't keep this control, our kids are going to get hurt. And the real question is, are they? I don't know. Sometimes. But <laughs> are, are we hurting them more doing what we're doing? Maybe. Mm. It resonates for me a lot. I have two girls as well, but they're much yeah. younger than yours. Uh, my seven and two and a half. Yeah. And so I got that. And I, I was listening to a podcast the other day and talked about parenting being about the tug of war that you have to lose. And the game is that <laughs> you don't want to let the rope out too quickly so they fall over, but you want to continuously let it out all the time. Yeah. And perhaps that's kind of what you're getting to. Because my mind goes, and this is my mind works. Right now. It goes to the other side where it goes, well, if I'm letting them get away with everything, then how am I, how am I father, how am I parenting them? But of course, that's not what you're saying. But like, that's the, for me, that's the catch. Like, it's, it's still a rope that I'm holding on to, but my goal is to let go all of it. And my and so the the opposite side is if I hold it too tight, it means that they're going to yank it every now and again and fall back. And that's definitely not what I want either. So just the it's always letting something out. But that's that's very helpful for me. Thank you for sharing that because definitely in that spot yeah. as well. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that analogy. You like my shoe. Yeah. I would love to hear maybe part one of that of that part of the catalyst, if you don't mind sharing, Brent, and then lead us into you know the last few months and what you've been what you've been working on. Yeah, so uh, I was probably four years into my CEO career, um, and gosh, I was just I was I'd done well. We we made money. I, the company was succeeding, but I was just unsatisfied. So I, I did what every you know, good CEO should do. And uh, I booked myself a trip to Hawaii for four days by myself so I could go sit on the beach and drink Mai Tais and not think about things because <laughs> I needed a break. <laughs> so I get on the plane and this lady sits next to me and she's talking my ear off and I'm like, oh my God, stop talking to me. <laughs> Just leave me alone. <laughs> and she pulls out these tarot cards and she's like, let me, let me read your cards. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. And turns out she's an author. She just wrote a book called uh, Expectations Hangover. And we talked for oh. five hours straight. And that's she like Christine Hassler, right? That's Christine Hassler, yeah. And wow. um, <laughs> that was eight years ago. And that that trip changed my life. And Christine and I worked together for about seven months after that. Yeah, and, she's uh, awesome. Yeah. And that that right there and understanding how I lived my life with expectations littered all over it um, was what started me down this path. Are you familiar with her? How do you know Christine? Yeah, mm. yeah uh, just, I don't know her personally, but yeah, she's, I, I'm aware of her book and seen some of her work. Yeah, she's great. Mm. Gotcha. She, well, I'm, I'm uh, familiar with primal, primal Health and she was in that space for a while with Marxism and stuff. So yeah, mm. uh, yeah, she's great. It's interesting how the uh, I really believe that the universe um, wants good things for us. <laughs> yeah, how things show up is is uh, is quite interesting at times when we're ready, right? I was ready. 
Mm. It's, there's so much evidence around that, isn't there, Brent? But as you say, it has to start with the awareness of it. And that's what me and Coach work on and talk about all the time here, right? Everything starts with awareness. And it's not everything, but it starts there. It's just it's like the constant journey into what am I not seeing right now? What, what can be clearer right now? You can't unwind knowing something, right? Like that's that's the that's the gift of being human and the curse, right? It's mm. it's the ignorance is bliss. So once you know, you know, and your only choice is to actually go deeper into the ugly side of the deep end, which is matrix. This is the it matrix. happens yeah. and it's scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't get that option of the red and blue pill because you cannot unwind it. You just get to numb it, mm. which gets you in a really bad place quickly, or you start working on it. Yeah. Yeah, in my experience, it's either wait for the pain to show up or, or at least seek out and be real with what pain you've been sometimes unconsciously masking um, and, and coping with that is uh, much more, it's not an easier path, but it's one that it feels more rewarding maybe to seek it out and meet it head on as the, you know, like the travel of your life, traveler of your life versus Oh, this is happening to me and, I, and now I don't have a choice. Yeah. And I'm wondering, yeah, I'm wondering, you know, where does the word delusion come in? And I want you to talk about your book, uh, Paper Cuts. Yeah. So it's interesting that you, you started with choice and then and asked me about delusions because um, <laughs> not a new concept, right? Einstein said this world is an illusion, albeit a persistent one. And what he was speaking to is not that, you know, the bike on the wall behind me or the computer in front of you aren't real objects. They are, they're tangible. They, they exist, but how we interact with the world around us, our experience of them, we only experience things through our five senses. And you could argue some six senses and some other things, but realistically our experiences are through how we see, you know, smell, taste, hear, or touch things. And the, the three of us could be in the same exact situation at dinner, uh, on the beach, you know, at Disneyland, wherever, we will never have the same exact experience, right? So our truth is exactly that. It's ours. Um, and truth is a fact and a belief blended together, right? Which mm -hmm. means there are, there's really virtually no absolute universal truths. Right. You know, we could argue for one or two, but without getting into those specifically, there, there just aren't any. Yeah. And if that's true, which means you could, you know, how many, how many times have you, you know, you look back on your life, even five years ago and you're like, I, man, I was steadfast. I believed this and I lived my life this way. And you're like today, uh, I live, you know, I, I don't believe that anymore. I don't, I don't, that's not my truth anymore. So if you can hold a different truth, whether it's five years ago or today, or honestly, 15 minutes apart from each other around a situation, because, you saw a politician, you learned something, you know, on the internet and you're like, oh, never mind. I don't, I don't, okay. Whatever the situation, I, I say that your truths are delusions because they're not real. A delusion is something that's not real. So you can choose. And that's why I, I, I kind of create this, this fun argument in the book, which is become the artist of your own delusions. Mm -hmm. You can change them minute to minute. Call them a belief, call them a truth, whatever you want. They're yours. So why not why not choose the ones that enhance your life and everybody that you touch's life? Why why get sucked into like oh this is exactly it's only one thing and it's I'm a victim and this is what it, no choose the opposite. 
And you tell me, well, it's not true. Well, none of it's true. Choose what you want. Mm. Become an artist. Yeah, I love the way that you put life. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so is that what the book is about? Or um, maybe talk a little bit more about what the experience of the book is. Yeah, I mean, the book is not prescriptive. There's, I really don't believe in the, if you do one, two, and three, you, my friend, will be the <laughs> best person on the, in the world. Um, it's an experience share, you know? It's not just my experiences. It's about 10 other individuals that I've, I've touched on in my life, including Christine Hassler. Um, and it's about situations that are tied back to this kind of storyline of creating, hey, here's what happened to me. In, in my life, here's this framework of what illusions are, delusions are, how you have choice, building up to what choice means in your life and how choice can impact it for the positive, for the negative. And ultimately the book leads you on this path to let's not, let's not chase happiness. Let's not, you know, let's stop pretending there's actually a road to happiness. There's just the happiness road which requires us to, to just be, to surrender, to show up to life, to live bold. Mm. Yeah, the, the road is called happiness. There's not happiness at the end of the road. I, I like that. Correct. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. So uh, the book is out, right? This is a recent release. It is. Just, just, yep. just finished. Yeah. So, and where can we, where can we acquire it? Uh, right now, Amazon. And then you can also, there's going to be some other stuff you can follow on my website, which is, uh, it's 3X Bold. So three, the letter X, the number three, the letter X, and then B-O-L-D, 3X Bold. Awesome. We'll make sure that we share that in the, the show notes. And, uh, you know, let's let's choose intentionally how, how we might wrap here. Any message for people out there who, you know, think about where they might be in this surrender journey, either not there yet, in the middle of it, or having practiced some of it, what, what might you say? What, what might you share with them? Um, first off, I hear you, feel you and see you. It's mother effing tough. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, and the, the tool that helped me get through things every time I hit that like wall of wanting to control again, I'd sit down and again, not mine. I'm just repeating what else is out there. This tool just helped me, but it's, I'd always say, could be good, could be bad, who knows? And every time I just paused, of course, we all know pausing, breathing, doing these things, resets things anyways, but that was my mantra. That was what I said when I paused. And I'll tell you, it shifted everything for me. Mm. That's inspiring. It allowed me to second guess myself. And when you do that, you start to break down your own arguments for why things are the worst and it's going to be horrible. Yeah. Mm. I think it, when we think we know is the moment to, to question and revisit that. That might yeah. be my, my takeaway, my lesson there. Mm. Brent Perkins, thank you for joining Truth Seekers. This is, this is really great. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, Brent. See you next time. Much appreciated. Thank you for watching another episode of Truth Seekers. We appreciate your interaction. So please comment, like, subscribe to YouTube, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want more, check out some of our links. Links to our masterclass, The Achiever's Mindset, and come join our LinkedIn group. 
And what do you want to see more of? Remember, we're here to share the simple secrets of successful. So help us do that. What do you want to see? What do you want to see more of? Thanks, and see you again next time.